Welcome to the I Am Woman Project. I'm your host, Catherine Plano. I am a creative soul adventurer, a modern day alchemist, and a transformational coach for entrepreneurs, businesses, leaders, and for those who want to break the cycle of convention and redefine success one step at a time. I am on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Every week we have thought leaders, change instigators and inspirational human beings from around the globe that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, positive, cognitive and spiritual psychology to help you build wealth, health, love and achieve lasting transformation. So join us here every week for new lessons on how to lead a life that matters, how to escalate your life after failure, and how to inject more meaning, connection, and resilience into your life and your business. This week, as always, I'm super excited about our guest. We have the lovely Sarah Pendrick. Sarah is a leader in the women empowerment space, an international speaker, serial entrepreneur, and TV show host. Sarah has been named one of Forbes' top inspiring female entrepreneurs and was recently awarded the Iconic Woman of the Year, creating a better world for all award from the Women Economic Forum. She is the founder of the Girl Talk Network, one of the largest and fastest growing online and offline communities for female empowerment and transformation around the world. In her work, Sarah showcases how being a female entrepreneur and tech founder doesn't have to look just one way. Her mission is to empower women of all ages while serving as a resource for young women. Sarah is a self-love advocate community influencer, life coach, writer, and empowerment speaker. Through the Girl Talk Network, Sarah not only features and connects powerful women with a purpose, but she teaches women to live authentically and celebrates them through her events and programs by giving them a platform and space to thrive and use their voice. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. So this morning we have the beautiful Sarah Pendrick. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Hi, I'm so excited to be, well, I feel like I'm here with you, but we are talking online, but I'm so excited to talk to you today. I'm super excited to have you on the show and to start our conversation. And the way that we always love to start our conversation is to ask our woman of inspiration her unique story. So Sarah, tell us, what inspired you to do what you do today? Oh, thank you for that. I love what you do. Um, let's see. So what inspired me is I remember coming into the world just being this big, bright, like little girl, just a big personality, always wanting to help, always wanting to make a difference. That was something that was a part of my soul. And I really went through this journey of being bullied at a young age. I have half of my family that 
is a very big dreamers and abundant mindset. And then the other half that of course did the best that they could, but were really uncomfortable with such a strong little girl and personality. They hadn't had a woman in the family. I was surrounded by men most of my life. So I'd always craved sisterhood and craved women being able to believe in their dreams as well as being that woman that wanted to empower others so that they could empower everyone around them. So I think that I knew, you know, my purpose or at least what I what I wanted to do and create in the world since I was a little girl. And, you know, I've been through, like I said, bullying and different traumas. And it, I've had different journeys throughout my life that have led me to where I'm at right now talking with you. Hmm. So, Sarah, do you think that obviously you were saying half your family were uh, inclined to be more of an abundant mindset? And do you see that that, that has had uh, an impact on you as of today? Like it kind of like um, uh, molded who you are today. Absolutely. Definitely it has. It's, you know, it's given me that the part of me that believes in all things being possible and believes in big dreaming and gets so inspired being around like visionaries and people making a big difference in the world as well, like of my own fire to make a big difference. And then at the same time, the other side, of course, you know, being surrounded by you shouldn't do this, you can't do this, women don't do that, girls don't do that. Of course, I have, you know, a little voice that I've worked through along the way saying that, you know, this isn't possible, or you should be scared of this. So it really has, you know, worked for me. And even in the way of when I have that little voice, it, it inspires me to always put personal growth as a priority because of that. So when you're talking about that little voice, we're talk- I'm, uh, we're obviously talking about your inner critic. We all have an inner critic. What's your trick? How do you work through that? You know, it's always evolving. I think that in the beginning, I wasn't really sure. I was finding my way, you know, through middle school, high school, growing up a uh, young woman and having such a strong personality and strong desire. I, I really wasn't sure what the inner critic was. And I dove into that when I studied psychology and got really curious about, you know, why we do the things that we do, how, where that comes from, and just the awareness of it and starting to realize that that inner critic really isn't my voice. It's what I picked up along the way and what other people believed was possible for themselves. That has been the biggest thing that has been so transformational for me. Mm. So with your inner critic, so for example, with me, I named my inner critic as a way to separate myself from it. And when I know it's coming up, it's got a a particular feel to it and a tone. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that something similar that you experience when it comes up for you? Yeah, you know what I always say, and I say this to myself too, is that our fear is a lie and our dream is the truth. And it's so funny because you hear all these people like naming their like most powerful self. And I'm like, no, like our most powerful self, our most powerful self is ourselves. So I did that same thing. And I always tell people to like name something funny, like, for lack of a better example, like, I don't know, like, I can't think of one right now. I'd be, I want to know what yours is, but if you have a fear that always seems to be that same fear that comes up that you put a name on it, so then you could separate yourself from it and almost laugh at it when it comes up. Oh, I'm happy to share. I'm, I'm, I've shared it, I think, uh, twice throughout the three years of, um, uh, of the podcast, but mine's Roger and it was, it just came out of nowhere. I don't even know, uh, where the name came from, but it's, it's, it's 
one of those things that now I know, oh, there you are, Roger. I, I know you're, I'm aware of you uh, being here right now. And uh, what is it that you need to tell me today? Because our inner critic is really always there to keep us safe. Right. In some way, shape, or form, and mm-hmm. it's it's avoiding us feeling the pain of whatever pain that was once upon a time. A hundred percent, and I've actually learned to, of course, have love for my inner critic because for me, a lot of my fear comes from being judged and not liked because of being bullied. So I, my inner critic wants to be safe. So it's like, if I'm about to go do something big or put myself out there, inner critics, like, no, no, no. Like you need to stay safe. You need to people, please. You need to have people like you. And you just can love that voice because it's trying to protect you, even though that's not, you know, the best thing for you. The best thing for you is to walk through the fear and learn the lessons and know that you're stronger than that inner critic. Yeah, absolutely. And I love to having these kind of conversations because people will look at someone like you who's very successful uh, and uh, will just think that they've got it all together. And I, I quite often in my classes, people go, I can't believe you'll talk about you've got fear or you've got an inner critic. I'm like, dude, I'm human. And we've yeah. all got we've all got that. It's not, you know, I haven't got my shit together. I'm still working through it. So it's um it's very encouraging when we are standing in our truth and able to open up like this in these kind of conversations. Yeah, and it's always going to be there. The inner critic doesn't go away and it'll take on another life of its own as you go for the things that are big and scary. So I think that's good for everyone to know that it's never it's never going away. It's just how you look at it and really how you talk to yourself. One thing that I've been doing more lately is more self-talk. So instead of focusing so much on the inner critic, I'm aware that it's there, but I really love to dive into self-talk and what's possible when I'm feeling that way. So talk us through self-talk. What what exactly is self-talk and what do you do with it? So for example, this is just a silly example. We're all in quarantine right now, you know, my husband and I are looking for fun, like date nights while we're home. And we were karaoke the other night. And I was like, gosh, I used to be such a good singer. Like, why am I so bad at singing now? Because I did, I sang growing up and it's something that I think is so fun and beautiful. And I realized when I said that, I'm like, no, no, no. Like I don't get to keep saying that. I need to say, this is so much fun. Like I am, I have such a good singing voice. I get to do this more. It's just like when you put yourself down or you say, I used to be, or I can't do this or, Oh, like I'm not good at that anymore. Like in that moment you get that awareness and then you say something positive. Like I would say I would do it 10 times to drown out that I can't, that you just, that just came out of your mouth. Mm, So true, right? It's how we, I guess it's the meaning we give it. I mean, we can call a problem, a problem, and we'll get stuck in the problem, or we can look at the problem and call it an opportunity and it'll help us find a solution. So it does help you shift your mindset by catching yourself out. So Sarah, before you were talking about psychology, what was your biggest insight through your studies through psychology? My biggest insight. So that was when I was in college and I went on to study my master for my master's I don't know what my biggest insight was at that time. I think that just having that experience and studying and knowing that I wanted to, you know, take this expertise and go out into the world. And at at first I thought have, you know, one-on-one clients. So I think that what my biggest, you know, 
thing that I'm grateful for is that I realized I went through all the way to almost having my master's and I went to this crossword where I'm like, I've got, I put so much work in to this and I don't want to do it. And so I just realized like, I want to do this on a bigger scale. I want to create a community and a platform that I'm helping hundreds of thousands to millions of people. So I think for me, it's just always been my life walking through fear and now not allowing my inner critic to hold me back because it is such an accomplishment that I went for my master's and had put so much into my studying, but realized that the path that I was going down wasn't what was meant for me. And I wanted to do it on a bigger scale. Well, that's a radical shift right there, isn't it? That's a massive insight. And good on yeah. you for for actually making that change because I hear quite often uh, you will see individuals, they'll get themselves into a law or whatever that may be or psychology or whatever that may be and then decide it's not for them but they still continue down that path. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have the courage or or maybe just not knowing where to go from there but just knowing this is not it. So on that, let's let's talk through uh, what exactly do you do so our audience get a bit of a, uh, an understanding of what Sarah is all about. Yeah, so I have a community and a brand called Girl Talk. It's just a brand for women that's all about supporting women's dreams, supporting our generation and our next generation. It's called Girl Talk Network, and there's different parts of it. I have masterminds. I have a really big women's event that people from all over the country and the U.S. and all over and outside of the U.S. come. Actually, we just had our last one in January, which I'm grateful for, you know, that we were able to have that with everything going on. We actually had Lorna Jane there. She's from Australia. And it's just women that come together and teach entrepreneurship and sisterhood. And then I also have a nonprofit where my events and my traveling and speaking give back to our next generation for, of dreamers. So if there's, you know, women out there that want to start companies or they're looking for self-esteem mentors, self-love, and then I'm actually also in the process of writing a book right now. So it's really all women empowerment and programs and events based. Mm, are we allowed to get a little bit of insight into your book? Mm, oh my gosh, it's a little bit too early, but I okay. just made my deal. And one thing I will say is that my whole life I've wanted to be a published author, so I'm celebrating that. I'm really excited about it, and it will definitely be a book that supports women in all areas of their life. Oh, love that. Well, can't wait to see that. Yeah. So you're along your uh, most amazing adventure. What has been a greatest or some of the greatest lessons learned thus far as an entrepreneur? Ooh, um, the greatest lesson is that the growth and the journey is never ending. So to really, really enjoy where you're at, to know that there's so much more to come and to not take everything so serious. I think that there was a time in my life that I, you know, if you're, as you are, you know, a woman with big dreams and you want to be taken serious and you have all these goals and this difference that you make in the world, you can go down a path of being too serious. So I think a lesson for me is that just because you're busy doesn't mean you're successful and to always have fun and joy into your life. Oh, I like that. So we hear this a lot and I think um, right now we're in a situation, it's just like you and I before we got on the show, we're having a conversation that it's really calling on all of us to slow down. And I don't know about you, but 
every single individual over the last, I reckon, three, four years have been saying, gosh, everything's going so fast. I'm so busy. Uh, There's never enough time in the day to do blah, 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 blah. Um, What do you think created that in the first place? So what I think created that is, and I think that's great advice and something that we all get to remind ourselves because we're always going to be achieving and wanting something more or diving and growing. So I think what created that honestly is society and competition. I think that social media is such a gift and there's dark sides of social media. So if you're constantly scrolling and comparing so-and-so's accomplishments to your own or whatever highlight reel that you're looking at, it perpetuates this competition, especially amongst women and the comparisonitis that we can face. So I think that people are just trying to keep up with something and keep succeeding and keep getting bigger and bigger. And we've just kind of gone down this loop that wasn't sustainable. And so I really, really think that it's our own mindset and our own natural um, competitiveness mixed with what society has kind of created. Yeah, and you're it's so true. I mean, I call social media the black hole because I um I hear so many people and even some of my team members that work with me who actually made a decision to go off social media just in this time and they cannot believe the less stress they have and the better sleep they have just from not, you know, scrolling through social media. Yeah, and it and it's such a testament this time is is it's just so crazy what we're learning and experiencing because I've seen that people even more so are getting burned out with social media right now and that we're really needing to guard like what we're doing and take this time to give ourselves that self-love because in anything that you do and in entrepreneurship, like what comes first is that inner work and how you feel about yourself. Because like I said, you can get the book deal that you've been dreaming and, and that doesn't that doesn't really change things for you. What really, really matters is the way that you're talking to yourself, the way you view yourself and like the happiness inside that you're really working to daily. Mm. And you were talking about um, you've always dreamed about uh, being a published author. So you're obviously very good at manifesting. What's Mm -hmm. your trick? (laughs) Okay. So here's my trick. Um, I always believe in what's possible. I ask empowering questions and I celebrate it before it happens. So for example, I before this book deal was signed, I would celebrate and say it out loud. Like, I just got published. I'm a published author. And your body can really, really feel that as if it happens and your mind doesn't know the difference. So it really attracts that energy that you're looking for. So my biggest tip, it might, it might sound funny or silly to some of you that are listening, but I promise try it and tell me how it feels because it's so exciting. It's an instant mood lifter, if anything. And my husband and I do it even before we go to bed, when we're like, you know, about to do a big deal or we want to create something in our life, like we just appreciate it and feel the feeling as if it's already happened. So true. And you hear this so many times. I can't remember the name of the book. It's on my bookshelf over there, but I can't see that far. Um, There's a book where it talks about all these different athletes and business people and entrepreneurs, how uh, very similar to what you're saying, they can actually visualize it or if they feel like it has already taken place, because as you said, the unconscious or the subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between what is real and what is not real. You're 80% there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this is why, and then when you're feeling it, you're you're releasing all these beautiful hormones through the body, and so it's you're actually attracting. Oh, because we are, yeah, you know, 
we're like magnets. We're attracting it towards us. Yeah, exactly. You're like vibrating on that frequency of your highest self that has the book deal or has whatever it is that you want to create in your life. Love it. So then once you get it, so you celebrate before it actually takes place. And then once it takes place, do you celebrate again? Yeah, I'm really big on celebrations. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like celebrate life, celebrate other women, celebrate other people, like always constantly celebrating. And it was interesting because, you know, we're in quarantine right now. So usually I would have like gone out and celebrated with friends and made this big, you know, this big thing that I think that we all get to do. And I was like, oh, wow, like I, that was another call to really have that inner self-love because I get to celebrate with myself now. And Mm. I'll have people around me being like, that's amazing. So it was really another lesson that we definitely get to celebrate. We get to celebrate other people's accomplishments and we get to enjoy those celebrations alone as well. Oh, I love that. I love that. The other question we really love to ask, Sarah, is uh, pain points. We believe all of us have pain points. What would be mm-hmm. a pain point or some pain points that you experience in life or business? And then how do you work through towards a solution? Hmm. I think that... I'm always experiencing different pain points. Um, One for me that's been a journey my entire life is the people-pleasing one because the little girl inside me wants to be liked and seen. And when I was badly bullied, I just wanted to be safe. So to me, the inner critic and just trauma from the past, people liking you means you're safe. So a pain point for me is, you know, always just really, really – it's a, it's a stretch. It's a, it's a practice to always be putting myself first and my self-love practices and being okay with the fact that not everyone's going to like you. And if everyone does, you're not being yourself. So that's definitely a constant journey for me. And the more and more that I step up and am okay with that and, you know, talk to my little girl, like you're safe. It's okay. If people don't like you, it's okay. If people don't agree with you, you're actually safer that way and even more fulfilled. And then in business, um, oh my gosh, it depends on the journey. (laughs) It's been like being an entrepreneur, as you know, and people listening that own a business or even, you know, whatever you're doing, there's always pain points and growth, um, depending at, depending on what's going on, right? Like right now is a pivot, right? We're all, we're all in this together, figuring out how to pivot businesses before that. I think right before, um, we stepped into, you know, being inside, staying home safe. I was in a really big up level and had a really successful women's event. And it was going into, okay, how do we handle this inflow and really bring on the team members that I trust? And that's, that's, uh, it's what we were talking about before we got on the show that this has really, uh, I think, helped people think outside of the box and become really creative and innovative with their business. Uh, And then the other point is what you were talking about is getting the right team member. That's not Mm. easy. I have to say, I I have myself (laughs) since what, 10 years been in business, I have, have had some interesting experiences, but great lessons. Yes, everything's a lesson, but totally. Sometimes I'll be like, am I ever going to have the perfect team? And that's when I get to switch it and be like, of course I'm not if I keep saying it like that. So I just keep saying like, my perfect team is out there. Don't be scared to grow. Like the more you grow, the team member that's there to support you will appear. And I have an amazing team right now. It's just that scary that scary point when you're about to step into new territory and you know step into something bigger. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm, look, I'm exactly like you. I've had some interesting experiences. And for me, it's um, 
believing what people tell me. Why wouldn't I? And uh, and then, of course, then you experience they're probably not as qualified or not not you know what not able to do what they said they could do. But one lady, uh, a friend of mine who actually was a study buddy, uh, said to me, "From now on, just get them to show you first before you believe them." And just that little trick for me changed my whole world. Mm, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm in the hiring process right now for a position that's really a big position in my company. And there's series of interviews, a work study, a video before we even get on the phone. Like you absolutely get to have people show you before you hand them. What that a trust. great yeah. idea. So if you don't mind me asking, because it could be anyone from our listeners, what, who or what position are you looking for? I am looking for someone to start a new marketing section of our company, as well as like, you know, someone that likes being a part of a team, not necessarily having their own brand, but being part of building onto a brand and really, really creating this section that's going to make a difference in other areas for women and taking ownership of that. Oh, I love that. So for our listeners, if anyone is interested, so all you have to do is send in a resume, a video, what you could bring to the company and anything else? No, that's a perfect starting point. Excellent. Love it. So if you, um, let's go into, I want to continue with this whole team thing because I know for me, my unconscious bias plays out all the time. So do you have specific values that you look for in an individual? Yes, I do. So so for me, and this might be like a good tip for people that are applying for jobs or looking, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business owner. So I've learned the lesson of hiring people that want to be in the place that I'm in. And I don't say that in, that's more of a mentorship. So if you're looking to be and have the business that someone has, you should reach out to them and see where you could add value and have them as a mentor. Because if someone's coming onto your team that essentially wants to end up being in the place that you're in, they're not there for the long run. They're, you know, there to learn and then go on and do that with their own brand. And so essentially they're not going to be happy in the position, um, either because, you know, they're looking for something different. They're looking to start their own thing. So, I really, you know, ask people what their goals are, what their vision are. I don't want anyone coming on the team that's not going to be happy. That's not going to help anyone. So, mm. you know, what are people's goals? Like, what do they really honestly, genuinely love to do? I love to get to know that about a person. And then for me, the values, one of the biggest ones is integrity. It's yeah. like honesty, you know, that is so, so huge for me and believing in the mission. So it's really like getting an idea of what is their dream, what them, what makes them happy and their integrity. And then this isn't necessarily a value, but I think it's important to know whoever you are listening. If you, you know, you're hiring teams or whatever it is, you're, you're a part of a team and you're the hiring manager. It's really, really important to know what, how, what environment does that person thrive in? Because when you're working for me, like I'm not an entrepreneur, like it's constant change up. Like you don't have a strict nine to five and every day does not look the same. So you really need someone that values excitement and growth and flexibility. But I could go on and on about this forever. But I think the number one thing for me is integrity and resourcefulness and wanting to be part of a bigger mission. 
Mm, absolutely. So being a very successful entrepreneur, what do you think is one quality that everyone must have to be successful in business? Hmm. I think the number one quality, gosh, there's so many, but I really think that resourcefulness is very, very huge in anything that you're doing that you want to succeed in business because you will find the answer and find a way no matter what. Hmm. So, because I always say, I mean, I know it's it's all over the world. You hear that businesses are lucky to survive the first twelve months, and when mm-hmm. we look at, uh, you know, the and different research, they will say mindset is a big one too, as a way. Um, in other words, and it's what we were talking about before. You know, yeah. some people tend to compare each other or with one another, I should say, um, and so they get in their own way as one of those, I guess, a roadblock. What are your thoughts? Oh yeah, I mean. Like for example, in our women's mastermind, it's a business mastermind, but half of it is the inner work because you are not going to be able to sustain success, make success happen, be happy, be fulfilled without the inner work first. It's like the more successful that you become, the more responsibility that you take on, the more mindset and inner work that you need to be doing. Mm. So it's absolutely like, you know, I was funny because on the top of, on the, on my mind, I was thinking like growth, but it's resourcefulness. You are willing to find an answer. There is no, no, there is never a no. There's like, I will find a way and constantly being open for feedback and growth. Like I am so obsessed with personal development that that, that is one thing that I could equate to anything that I have ever accomplished or am accomplishing is because I could have all the answers, all the strategies, but if I wasn't doing the inner work at such a hardcore level, especially coming from a background of having trauma and all the things that, you know, many of us have gone through, even if you, there's all different levels of trauma, but inner work is the most important thing that you could do for yourself. Mm, absolutely. And what's your favorite Uh, because there's so many different um, methodologies out there, from a personal development point of view, what's one of your favorite piece of work? So this has also changed. Um, When I was starting out, I really loved like Tony Robbins, which now I think he's great, but I I don't like, I don't go over his teachings now at where I'm at. I look for more like a woman's point of view and like a feminine point of view. But when I was starting like to get started and to learn personal growth, like I love doing a Tony Robbins events right now, personally in the space that I'm in now, I love just connecting and learning from women leaders and learning from my own peers. I think that there is such strength and sisterhood and getting together in masterminds. And then a teacher that I follow um, right now is Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm, yeah I love him too he's awesome he's great absolutely so what would be a piece of advice you if you went back in time that you would give your younger self oh this is a good question um if I were to give my younger self uh, I would do everything and I don't have the words to support her and opening up her, her her awareness and letting her know that she doesn't have to pretend or pretend to be something that she's not that she's safe and she's loved and that more that she she's bleh, the more that she shines oh my gosh that was like a mouthful for some reason the more that she shines the happier and more fulfilled that she will be 
Yeah, because the reason I was asking too, because you were talking about that little girl inside you, and it's there's there's a whole lot of stuff around the inner child and the work around that as well, and uh, and you really every time you you brought it up quite a bit. Uh, for me, I have a little photo of myself and I was probably about 18 months old. And when you were talking about we were, you know, people pleaser and inner critic, I always, you know, look at that little photo and say, would you speak to her if she was in front of you right now in that way? And the answer is always no. Right. Yeah. And giving yourself, like, I love the talking to your younger self, but also the encouragement because mm. for me, in my experience, I would dim my own light because I didn't want to lose friends. And that's like a whole nother topic and something that we do and talk about a lot at Girl Talk is women not being intimidated or judgmental or scared to shine and play small. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Love your work. So Sarah, as we start wrapping up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you, my dearest? Oh, it's empowerment. Of course it is. Absolutely <laughs> love it. And the last question that we ask is um, we always la- ask our uh, woman of inspiration to leave three shiny golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be those three practical exercises that you would like to leave for our audience today? Ooh, okay. So one, especially now during this time, is when you wake up in the morning to think about something positive and just declare that you're going to have a beautiful day. That is something that has a little thing that has made such a difference in my life and anyone that I share. Two, um, journal out three things that you're grateful for at the end of the day. And then three, which is a big part of my work and something that I see with social media or women in general is do some journaling around where comparisonitis, comparing yourself in your life to others, where it happens the most and get some awareness around that and then kind of see what happens from there and how you can, can, you can take control of not letting social media take over your life. Mm, I love all three, but let's go to the third one. When you were saying about journaling, where do you compare yourself? Once you acknowledge where you compare yourself, what do you do with that then? So awareness for me, and I've said, I said this through our conversation, awareness is the biggest thing. Once you're aware of something, you really can't ignore it and you can understand where it comes from. So I like people to figure out how they, where they find themselves comparing the most so that they can be aware of it and then can take control over that and do some work around that. So if it's comparison shows up for me when I'm scrolling social media, they can have some standards that they set and some boundaries that they place on that and some words that they talk to them that they say to themselves. If com- if comparison comes up more for someone with body image issues and it's more at the beach, they really get to self-talk themselves and be aware of that when it comes up at the beach so that they're still able to come to the beach and not leave the beach feeling so in comparisonitis, looking at their body, comparing it to the other women that they saw on the beach. So for me, I just love women to think about and start acknowledging when they are comparing themselves to other women and when it shows up and then do some of the work from there. Mm, okay. So then you make that your inner goal or your goal to do the inner work, whatever that is. Yes. Love it. Absolutely love it. So Sarah, where is the best place for our listeners to find you? The best place is on Instagram. I love connecting with you there at Sarah Pendrick. And I always share what I'm up to and tips and tricks. And I love connecting with people that, you know, send me messages and however I can support you. And then um, my website is girltalknetwork.org. 
I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. You're truly an inspiration and I'm sure our listeners will reach out to you. So thank you so very much for your time and your energy. Keep safe and keep strong. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and this topic really resonated with you and you think it will help others, please share the show with your friends to help us make a difference. And if you want to be part of our mission to help empower the conscious people of this world to learn and grow, then the best way to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes or please subscribe to the show. The more subscribers, the better the speakers for the show, which then means more value for you so that together we can help the world become a better place. Don't give it another thought. Hit the subscribe button and help people get their weekly lessons. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplanner.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Until next week, wishing you a fabulous day.